from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Flying a satellite is hard, and it and it requires a lot of uh, mental fitness. And that's part of what the Space Force wants to do, is they want to move away from this idea of, well, you didn't do enough push-ups, you didn't do enough sit-ups, you didn't run fast enough. You know, the, the standards aren't necessarily changing. It's just the way that the Space Force wants to to engage with it. More of a holistic health approach. Yes, I, that, that's the, the general goal. I'm Jonathan All. The newest branch of the armed forces in the United States is dramatically changing the way it assesses physical fitness. The Space Force. Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio's business and economics correspondent who is transitioning off of his job as the Metro East correspondent and also covers military things um, for the American Homefront Project and juggles rabid badgers. Eric Schmidt, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And the litany of you know different tasks that I have done here. You are a, you are a person for all ages, and we appreciate it. So you did this very interesting story that we heard um, uh, this morning uh, on St. Louis Public Radio. Um, what did you find when you were looking into how Space Force is assessing the physical fitness of of its members? Yeah. I- I think it's it's interesting. They they want to take a different approach to what has been going on. And I think you know every single branch has had some version of a once a year annual test, kind of like what many people are have had experience with in high school. You know, the Air Force one, for example, which is what I was able to see, involves a mile and a half run. It involves push ups. It involves sit ups. And I remember doing that when I was a high schooler. You know, those those things are are ways that I mean, we have decided is a good way to measure fitness. And the Space Force wants to look at different options, mostly because it's a smaller it's a smaller force. It has vastly fewer people than the next largest military de- designation, which is the Marines, I believe. And so they wanted to use technology like a you know Fitbit or you know Garmin fitness tracker, this thing called an Aura Ring, to keep better track of physical activity over the entire year and not just rely on a single point in time, one day, one test to determine if somebody is physically ready to to do what they need to do for their service. Isn't part of the motivation that Space Force, and we may need to talk a little bit about what Space Force actually does, but these are highly technical people that are working very hard on some very, very intense uh, knowledge-based functions for the military. And for lack of a more genteel way of saying it, these are the nerds. <laughs> and and there is a there's a belief that, you know, if you are tracking, if you are working on satellite technology, do you need to do 50 push-ups? Yeah, I, I think that that is, there is some sort of a recognition of that. I mean, a lot of what the Space Force does is, you know, as you say, it, it is the nerds. I mean, I was out in, in Colorado Springs earlier this year, and, and most of the people who were, I got to speak to who were part of the Space Force were super excited about all of the scientific aspects of it. Uh, orbital mechanics and different physics going on in, in in outer space, a lot of engineering. And so that type of work takes a lot of mental 
uh, capacity. I mean, flying literally flying a satellite is hard, and it and it requires a lot of uh, mental phys- mental fitness. And that's part of what the space force wants to do is they want to move away from this idea of well, you didn't do enough push ups, you didn't do enough sit ups, you didn't run fast enough, and this means that you can't be part of our service designation. The My understanding from the leadership who I spoke to was that there's a recognition that this is not the kind of military service that they want to build in. And they recognize that if there is a hard and fast uh, way that fitness could rule out people who are very, have lots of expertise, who are very able to uh, do the kinds of things that they need for them to do in space or, you know, the types of, you know, calculations on earth about space, mm-hmm. that having a physical fitness test be limiting would might preclude people who could be their best uh their best guardians as the the troops the troops in that service are referred to so what they're what the this new idea is that that you would wear a a, some kind of tracker uh like a fitbit or, or something like that and that that data the space force would collect that data analyze it and look at it and kind of come to an assessment, are, are you being a relatively healthy person? Yeah, I mean, that's the general idea. I think the the base, the mechanics of it are more, obviously more complicated than that. Um, this Space Force is contracting with this uh, company in Austin. I spoke with their, their CEO and he was telling me it's, it's ba- they, the, this company is called Fit Rankings. They've done um, this type of work with other commercial-based companies, either in Texas or nationally. <clears throat> To have people who wear these fitness trackers be able to log a you know their activity and and look at it in a common metric on a you know website or an app or something like that and so that's kind of what the space force wanted to do as well is, is to be able to instead of say like we're going to look at fitness for one day out of the entire year to try and say we're going to try and build a you know community or a culture around wanting to have better fitness and being able to do activities that aren't necessarily running or push-ups or sit-ups like you could go do an elliptical go on a site go on a bike ride presumably go for a swim and it would all of those types of activities would be able to log over time uh, because it's not tied to one type of activity so it could check your resting heart rate. It could check your blood pressure. It, and and if those are out of line, they could say, well, are you moving enough? How are you eating? And 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 so it would be more of a holistic health approach. Yes, I, that that's the, the general goal. Um, Patrick Hitchens, who's the, the person, uh, CEO of Fit Rankings making this whole platform, told me specifically that those types of data points, whether it's blood pressure or heart rate or sleep, data because these types of devices can track mm-hmm. track that um, his platform wouldn't include that as a public display what my understanding was more that those data points were for the individual member to take note of and say oh you know I got six hours of sleep last night even though I was in bed for eight hours or nine hours or whatever and be able to bring that up with a health their own personal health practitioner in a private setting so that it's not like you know the Space Force is looking at how much you sleep and at your heart rate and you know did you stand up enough or you know those types of health markers can be pretty invasive uh depending on who you are and and i i i think it's a probably a good idea to not have all of that be public publicly available hitchens said he wanted to use the, their company would use the least amount of data possible to you know develop this metric 
or publish the metric. What what about the argument about the armed forces and discipline and physical fitness being a part of every soldier or airman's uh, uh, responsibility and and part of them being in the armed forces? There, there's definitely an argument that PT is is m- much more than just about health. It is about the culture of the armed forces. So are we talking about a culture shift as much as we're talking about a different of a health assessment? I, I would think so, yes. I mean, the leadership in the Space Force want to make the military service or the, this branch something that is not as punitive. I mean, in terms of fitness, you know, not having it be this – uh, carrot or stick, you know, making it be making it be a uh, something that you have to achieve to be able to do your service. Trying to make it into something that they work together on, you know, I've, I, it, it extends beyond that too. In terms of, I'm sure people who are in the military who are listening know about the uh, permanent change of station or PCS, where you get an order and it says this is where you're going to go, and you have six, you know three, six, however long to 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 make it happen. What I heard from the uh, leaders in the space force who I who I spoke with, you know, they they said we want to be able to work with our service members on where they want to go and and be able to accept you know no for an answer or you know I don't really want to go to this place or this is my career goal. So it is indicative of a larger shift or a, a larger uh, you know culture shift when it when it comes to that and trying to build a, a place where they can recruit for the future because I'm sure as you know from your own reporting that that military recruitment is is pretty difficult right now and a lot of the the young population in America uh, isn't qualified to serve in the military because they couldn't meet the physical requirements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is a really big uh, per, you know thing that precludes service however it the Department of Defense still has a memorandum that it put out earlier this year that says every single service designation it needs to to have some sort of physical assessment needs to assess body composition you know for uh, the specific readiness of of what uh, the the service or their specific service requires. So that's not going away. You know the the standards aren't necessarily changing. It's just the way that. The Space Force wants to to engage with it and wants to measure it and wants to move it away from something that is, you know, so high stakes. I mean, when I was out at Scott Air Force Base recording this fitness test, which was a little weird. I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't <laughs> want somebody showing up and being like, all right, I'm going to stick a microphone and listen to how well you do your physical assessment. But, you know, they it was I, I could tell that everybody who was there was very focused on like, I need to hit these specific benchmarks or else I'm not going to be able to uh, do, or, you know, I, I might, I'm, you know, my, my career opportunities might suffer. You know, it was very obvious that there was a lot that was hinging on this specific, the outcomes of this specific, you know, test or this day. Eric Schmidt, St. Louis public radio reporter, uh, his story on fitness tests and space force is on our website stlpr.org. Eric, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? 
suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.